From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. So glad to have you with us, Kevin McCullough and Imran Ansari. It's a brand new edition of the Thursday Night Legal Night for Radio Night Live, and we are glad to have you in attendance. We've got a lot that we want to get to over the next hour. Uh, There's some crazy ideas being put forward in the criminal um, uh, justice space. We're going to get into some of those a little bit later on in the show. But Imran, I think it's appropriate to start locally. Um, we have a mayor who is trying his best in the world that he lives in and the hand he's been dealt, and he's coming up with frustration after frustration. Um, give us a little overview of, of what's going on. Sure. So, uh, you know, there's we were talking about the, the sanctuary city laws, various laws of, you know, right to shelter. Uh, and uh, which, you know, allow, which is why New York is a beacon uh, sort of out there for these migrants who are coming across the border and they're boarding buses coming straight to New York City because uh, of the laws that would require uh, New York to house uh, these individuals. But it's, you know, the infrastructure here is finite, right? We're a city uh, of millions as it is, those living in New York as it is. Now you're getting this influx and Mayor Adams, has been expressing his frustration with the federal government, with the uh, the laws at hand, with the uh, the lack of resources uh, for uh, you know housing these migrants. But we're now the expected crime spike, uh, where you have individuals coming into the city uh, who don't have a job. They're un they're like you can't employ them legally. Uh, they are a lot of times just hanging around, you know, uh, and like I said, idle hands are the devil's tools and, and, and the crime that we expected to see from these individuals, uh, who are the rotten apples in the bunch is happening. And, uh, you saw the, the, the brutal beatdown of an NYPD officer in Times Square. That's really what's brought this issue, uh, to light. <clears throat> and you saw the perp walk coming out of court, the absolute disrespect from uh, to law enforcement from these individuals to our country uh, and the rule of law that they're trying to avail themselves of, right? You know, right. By living here. Uh, and uh, wherever you know, they were living before, they didn't have the protections. <laughs> you know, I think those guys were all from Venezuela. Venezuela. And I'm pretty sure you can't, walk down, you can't walk down Venezuelan streets <laughs> flipping the middle finger to the government right. and saying, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, like it's just, they, that doesn't happen down there. Right. And, and, you know, it's been established that they're they're uh, at least two of them are, are gang members from a, a notorious Venezuelan street gang called uh, Tren uh, de Aragua. Uh, and these are without having the checks on the individuals coming across the border. This is the problem we're going to have. We're going to have unsavory characters coming in, gang members, uh, you know, and that's why it has to be addressed and addressed fast. And you can't have this uh, this influx coming in. And then also. What also is going to be a problem is the revolving door uh, of the justice system that we have now because of bail reform and other things like that. Well, and that's why that's why I think he's beginning to realize, you know, it's one thing to kind of just go along with your party and say, okay, I, I may not believe in everything that they are standing for, but I'm going to be a good soldier in the in the cause because I want to get elected or reelected or elected for higher office, et cetera. I mean, that's not uncommon. That's fairly normal in politics. But Mayor Adams is at the point right now where he's really at the at a fork in the road. And he's looking at it and saying, if we keep doing what is already broken and not working, we're going to be in five times the mess in half the time. Like it's not I think he just he's seeing numbers and he's seeing 
the depletion of resources, and nobody's coming to his aid. Um, the federal government doesn't have money to send him. The state's out of money. Like, where where can you... And not that even money solves all the problems. So I'm thinking you got to go look at these sanctuary city policies, and you got you to gotta evaluate cost-benefit, what we need versus what it can do. Does this law, does this series of laws where we say we're going to take everyone from everywhere and we're going to guarantee that they have uh, a right to shelter is that in the best interest of new york new york city specifically going forward and i'm i'm gonna bet that if you pulled the the citizens right now that while they may have been in favor of it in the 1980s that what they're experiencing by way of quality of life right now is not what they signed up for. I, I, I might be wrong. No, absolutely. I mean, now you see the uh, the sort of cause of effect of the law on you. It's just impossible for the city to absorb these individuals um, where they don't have legal status. They're not employable. There's not enough infrastructure, housing to deal with it. It's going to be cr- come crashing down. And, you know, Mayor Adams is looking at this from a practical standpoint that, you know, he can't we can't do this in the city, meaning we can't absorb these people. Um, and the laws are just in a in a state where uh, he doesn't have the legal tools to even address it. Right. There's the there's the financial tools, the actual infrastructure, and then there's the legal tools to address this. Uh, and there's no really means to do so. Uh, so you're going to have the constant influx because I don't think the message that Mayor Adams is trying to get out there that there's no vacancy uh, is really resonating. There's still no, people it's a neon there. sign with the neon burning out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly. It's, it's not it's not very well lit. Well, so these these laws, are they just uh, city legislation that would fix it or do they need Hochul in the state? to come to his aid and to make some adjustments as well. Where where does the biggest problem lie? This this is legislation from Albany down also then on a city council level here in the city. I mean, you need Albany to act on, on a variety of, of issues that, that are implicated by the migrants, including bail reform, uh, you know, because you see them, the revolving door. Well, we haven't uh, even discussed that, but if you already yeah. have the guarantee that people can be here and then you're not going to arrest people, or you're going to arrest them and let them go and and sometimes for fairly significant things like i know that everybody wants us to believe that you know the, the people getting out on bail reform are like first time weed users but we know that that's not the case and in fact there's uh, other areas of the country that are also struggling with this where you know immigration and customs enforcement ice is talking about having to let people out because they're so far over budget like the the mess that has been created in allowing 10 million people to come here willy-nilly with a good million of those getting away for for free we don't even know where they went the other nine million we've stopped and given a court ticket to but who's going to show up for those i mean this is this is it's not surprising let me put it this way it's not surprising that this poll is the number one issue in iowa the number one issue in new hampshire it's polling right now is the number one issue in South Carolina. It was the number one issue in Nevada. Um, people are concerned about this. And elections are going to be won and lost based on how they react to it. No, absolutely. I mean, we just saw the election uh, for for uh, in District 3, right, for right. the uh, Santo seat. Uh, and, you know, Tom Swazi uh, won the election. What was the, uh, the big – one of the big issues uh, was – immigration and the migrant crisis that was that you know that was weaponized well, and he had to act. he had to kind of parrot much more middle of the road type stuff than he's wanted to in the past for sure because of that right uh but uh, it's going to resonate also into the uh, presidential election uh the primaries etc you know yeah. that that immigration issue and where a candidate stands on that uh is going to be really big this year well tonight our message is mayor adams we feel your frustration we see it um, we're praying and trying to do what we can to get help for you. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Coming right back. It's Legal Night on Radio Night Live.
Welcome to Invite Health's President's Day Sale. The sale is on now. Buy two bottles of any Invite Health product and receive 40% off retail. That's buy two bottles, get 40% off retail. Here's the number and write it down because you can speak with an Invite nutritionist seven days a week. 800-673-2345. That number for Invite, 800-673-2345. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person by phone. Take advantage of Invite's limited time 40% off President's Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Invite Health. Get healthy, stay healthy. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in. Eye on Real Estate. Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's I on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Kamins at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Charlie Kirk sees strategic maneuvers on the border bill. Uh, McConnell is now, he heard and saw the backlash, or at least his staff did. It was so overwhelming. And it wasn't just us, you know, on television, op-eds, you know, even center-right voices. So don't be surprised if Senate Republicans volley back a much more aggressive border bill that will just die and say that it was the Democrats' fault. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The Answer. Our hosts, tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970. The Answer. What a little moonlight can do. It's Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right. Welcome back. Uh, it is Legal Night. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. And uh, before we get to our next story, Imran, you, you ran across something from our friends at Plaza College uh, this last week. What was that? Yeah. So uh, last year, last week, the Plaza College, the court reporting program there uh, has been working essentially with OCA, the Office of Court Administration here in New York, because there's such a need for court reporters uh, and stenographers in the New York court system uh, that they're sort of linked up. And this this last week, I want to make sure, uh, Kevin, that I get the uh, the correct name uh, of the uh, what it was called. It was called National Court Reporting and Captioning Week. Uh, and that had taken place February 3rd to 10th. Uh, with the New York State Court uh, really highlighting 
the indispensable role of court reporters within the justice system, uh, and then also Plaza College uh, with their great court reporting program. We've had Karen Santucci and various uh, you know students and and faculty of that program uh, on the show. Uh, that there's a program, I think it's going to be an 80K starting salary, that if you get a, a, a certificate or a degree, let's say from Plaza College, you can get employed by the New York State course system with an 80K starting salary uh, and, you know, be a, a sort of like an apprentice for one year. And then you're off to the races as a court reporter there making great money. So that's what they had this past week. And, uh, uh, you know, it, Plaza College is, is the way to go. Well, that's a good reminder, and uh, they're not um, with us right now as a sponsor currently, but they have been a very good sponsor of ours in the past, and I'm hoping that they'll come back. And we love telling the story of Plaza College and the good things that it's doing for people. Um, all right, so this this next story I've wanted to ask you or any number of legal people about uh, since the story broke, but we, when we were done with the show last week, like within hours of us going off the air, the special counsel, Mr. Herr, came out in Washington and released the report, the final report uh, for the special counsel on the situation regarding President Biden's classified uh, documents case. And a lot of people don't even know that that the president was under investigation for such a thing. Everybody knows about the Trump case and that the found, they found boxes of files in his locked room at Mar-a-Lago uh, with a, with a lock on it that the secret service had asked him to put on there or the national archives had asked him to put on there. Um, but this case uh, dealt with president, president Biden at the time he was, I think vice president when some of these documents were taken he was a senator when some of them were 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 from, um, and the report that was released was not particularly. How do how do I put this uh, with a certain degree of judiciousness? It wasn't particularly favorable for the president in terms of how it described his uh, abilities, uh, and in fact, it appears that the special counsel feels like that he he violated what he shouldn't have done. I mean, he, he was a VP. You don't get to keep stuff when you're when you're VP or senator like you get to keep stuff when you're president. Um, but the council also kind of let him off and said, but he's an elderly man who means well, and he probably wouldn't hold up to the to the process of, of going through the all of it. So give us the details, Imran, and how different if if different at all how different are they in terms of the cases from President Trump to President Biden? And did the special counsel get it right? Sure. I mean, Kevin, it's uh, it's it's very similar in terms of the finding, right? Like special counsel, uh, the report found that Biden willfully retained classified information, including top secret documents, knew he was in possession of some documents as far as back as 2017. And he also shared some of that information with the ghostwriter of a, his 2017 memoir. Um, there's a lot of uh, similarities with the findings, um, you know, against President Trump. Right. And it, it, there are similarities, but the treatment here uh, of, of of Biden is different. But I think it's going to be very damaging to President Biden in this election cycle, uh, Kevin, because of what um, special counsel her wrote about Biden. And I know people may be upset that he's not being called to the mat or, you know, there's not a further uh, action against Biden for this. But the reasoning behind it, I think, Kevin, is going to be even more damaging in an election sense when her rights, that one reason that Biden was not going to be prosecuted was uh, because he would present to a jury as an elderly man, quote, with a poor memory. Uh, and of course, you saw uh, President Biden getting very riled up and upset about that um, because there's a lot of common concern that um, President Biden isn't firing on all cylinders and that age, you know, as as age would do, uh, has caught up with him. Right. And does that affect his ability to remain as president? Uh, so I think that finding, which was a special counsel finding, you know, it's not a piece of uh, a document or a report that is intended to have any 
you know, consequence in the election. It's not intended to be used as a uh, a campaign uh, campaigning piece. You know, of course, it definitely will be now. Um, but it's sort of really corroborating uh, many people's fears about uh, President Biden's uh, cognitive, you know, functioning. So yeah. I think it's going to be very damaging. Put put apart the document aspect, all right? Just that finding in this election, uh, you know, he's not a doctor, yes, but this is, a, is someone who was looking at President Biden, uh, interviewing him, really sitting down and, and trying to get an explanation for this. And that was the finding, that he had a poor memory. And, and you know that uh, anyone who is running a campaign against President Biden, i.e. Donald Trump, is going to be quoting that you're going to see the campaign ads with that and saying you know put a, put aside the politics put aside the the uh talking points the ideologies the positions on various uh you know issues um can he be present because he may not be cognitively all there well and that's that's, that's the question right so if he's too feeble to answer a couple of questions about where he put documents when which on the grand scheme of things isn't of huge concern to most people i you know i think you can be a, a good person and forget where you put a box of papers i don't i don't hold that against anyone uniquely these are important papers these are classified documents it's my understanding that they're from his vice presidential years which he would not have presidential immunity covering that action you're supposed to turn those in to the national archives if you're especially if you're not president but the question becomes if he's too feeble if he's too incapable of talking about a box of papers, what's it going to be when it's time to hit the, the the nuclear button? And I I think that it would be okay if the White House felt strongly that he's in good shape. Then go ahead and go have a, a, a physical. And if you had a physical, make that make those you know results public. If you know, if 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 all is good and you're telling the truth, doesn't hurt. Just get it done and put it out there. Is my is the way I would look at it. Right, and you know that it may come to that at some point, right? If this becomes an issue as to his uh, <clears throat> ability to remain and serve as president for another term uh, due to the age or any sort of you know cognitive deficiency. But he did get kind of punchy last Friday. I mean, the, the way he was like, ah, "There's nothing wrong with my memory." <laughs> Okay, there's nothing wrong with our memory either. He's uh he's uh, uh what's his name? Uh that guy over there. That's Imran. And I'm I'm uh Kev. We're coming right back, Steve. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis has forcefully pushed back against what she describes as lies about a romantic relationship with a special prosecutor. Her statements came during testimony Thursday in an extraordinary hearing over misconduct allegations that threatened to upend one of four criminal cases against Donald Trump. A visibly upset Willis agreed to testify after a previous witness said her relationship with Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade began earlier than they had claimed. Greece has become the first Orthodox Christian country to legalize same-sex civil marriage despite opposition from church officials. A cross-party majority of 176 lawmakers in the 300-seat parliament voted late Thursday in favor of the bill drafted by Prime Minister Kiriakos Mitsotakis' center-right government. This is SRN News. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I hope you'll join me on a cruise to Alaska over 4th of July. It will be an adventure of a lifetime. Book your cabin today. Call 855-565-5519 or online. Just go to PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news, and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. This Saturday night, the Orange head out on the road again, meeting Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Hi, I'm Matt Park. Join us for Orange pregame Saturday at 6.30, tip-off at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. 
New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on-demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Are you ready to embark on an unforgettable expedition to Alaska this summer? Then join me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, along with Mike Gallagher and our special guests on the Patriots Alaska Cruise, sailing over 4th of July weekend. Learn more at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. This experience is a chance to participate in spirited discussions and thought-provoking lectures with like-minded patriots and sought-after speakers. Seven action-packed days will chart a course toward a bright American future, all while surrounded by Alaska's rustic and natural wonders on a luxury cruise ship. You'll experience powerful creation immersed in the splendor of glaciers and fjords. Join Mike Gallagher and me June 29th to July 6th. Secure your cabin today by calling 855-565-5519 or book online at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. That's 855-565-5519, PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, welcome back. It's Radio Night Live. It's legal night, and it's it's always a lot of fun to uh, to chat with Imran about legal things because I learn stuff. I am the eternal student. He is the wise. You're 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 my Yoda. You're you're my wise teacher. You're the you're the guy teaching me how to use the lightsaber. Um, okay, so there's this really puzzling story that came across my desk today. And I guess it was published yesterday by the Daily Caller, but they were, uh, which is a website in full disclosure that Tucker Carlson started when he was in between CNN and Fox News, but I don't think he has any uh, controlling interest in it anymore. But they they do relatively well uh, with journalism. Um, but a, a legal analyst over at MSNBC by the name of Charles Coleman and a civil rights attorney by the name of Ben Crump suggested in a new NBC documentary that the U.S. should redefine crime in order to accommodate, quote, black culture. I'm not exactly sure what they mean by that. I'll tell you what they said they meant by that. Um, Coleman is also a former prosecutor, and he used to constantly deal with the notion uh, or circular argument that authorities go where the crime is. This is what he's mean. He explained that by saying this. I tell people all the time, if you're looking for something, you're going to find it. So it becomes self-fulfilling in terms of, well, we go where the crime is. No, you're going and you're finding crime. And if you went somewhere else, guess what? You'd find it there, too. Uh, Then Crump jumped in and said they come up with things for us to profile uh, uh, us for all the time. And so whatever laws are made, I believe this, we can get rid of all the crime in America overnight. Just like that. Just like that. We can just redefine, change the definition of crime. If you get to define what conduct is going to be made criminal, you can predict what the criminals, uh, uh, who the criminals are going to be. All right, Imran, they, they've said a lot in just those few sentences. Right. The, the general statement that the former prosecutor, Mr. Coleman, says that if you go wherever you go, you're going to find crime. Um. Is that a legit argument in your mind? You're a prosecutor, but you've been a prosecutor. You've also been a defense attorney. Um, his implication is that if you have a lot of police, basically in the inner city, you're going to find more crime in the inner city. Um, 
I don't know that that holds, but I'm interested in knowing your thought because you've you've kind of been on both sides of that question. Yeah, Kevin. Well, I mean, statistics uh, speak for themselves. I mean, there's going to be um, it, you're going to go to a certain area, you're going to police a certain area based on statistics. So if crime uh, is uh, you know, and the NYPD is is a police force which is built on statistics. They have Comstat. Uh, and those Comstat reports about crime, um, I, I can speak from personal experience as being a prosecutor and working with NYPD detectives and uh, officers that, you know, where the, of course, if there are statistical uh, st- statistics and it's supported by statistical evidence that crime is occurring in a certain area, you're going to send more offers, officers there to police it, right? You're not going to, but the the law is a static uh, piece of work in many ways into you know uh and and let's say theft robbery murder these are these are concepts of crime that uh are across the world whether you know it be with the old common law the british common law uh you know going back or, to the going back to biblical times the new testament right. the uh, 10 commandments like you know it's yeah. i mean it, it's as old as moses literally Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, you're, you're this concept of redefining crime in order to uh, essentially decriminalize certain behavior that may be in certain areas of the city or population doesn't make sense. You want a unified body of law uh, that is applicable to everyone, regardless of race, regardless. Well, that's, of their, So that's yeah. the thing that I have issue with. Like if I don't know what Coleman means by you're going to go where the crime is. Or, I don't, or, or I don't he says he says you're going to find crime wherever you go. If you go somewhere else, you'll find crime there too. I don't know that that's true, and I think that people move to areas because they say, "Oh, there's less crime here." So somebody's figuring out that there's more or less violent activity, you know, theft, whatever you want to call these actions. Uh, you know, enforcement and and prosecution of those quality of life crimes. Um, are many ways, you know, more important to the everyday person uh, than, let's Wasn't say... Wasn't that the whole theory of Bratton's uh, broken, broken windows, windows policies? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of people who support that, I, you know, and uh, want it to be brought back in many ways, right? Or at least in some degree, uh, because we're facing an, a crime issue <laughs> in the city right now. And I can tell you, uh, you you get the the... Mayor Adams, you get statements, you get some things that he he says that you could see that he wants to uh, make sure that NYPD has the means and tools to fight crime. Yeah, no, that's well said. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. We're coming right back. Stay here. you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates if you run or manage a local business today you're challenged like never before we get it and we want to help we're salem surround and when it comes to marketing consider us your personal move you forward company in a recent study we found that 53 percent of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing implementing and managing their marketing needs and that's where salem surround truly shines we're a full service marketing agency That'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. This is Seth Liebson of 960thepatriot.com for townhall.com. President Biden's defenders can tell us all day long that their boss is sharp and focused. Despite federal prosecutors pointing out he couldn't remember when he was vice president. Despite federal prosecutors finding he was a man of diminished faculties and faulty memory. His defenders will not show us any film of him in his state of excellence because they cannot. Because it does not exist. Because Joe Biden does not perform that way and we all know it. At this point, Biden's defenders are debasing themselves, and we all know that, too. More importantly, our allies and enemies know it. 
This is a time of deep concern and trouble for our world, and a man who could not pass a red flag test to own a handgun is in charge of classified intelligence and nuclear launch codes, not to mention the military of the world's most important force in the world, ours. This is a moment that requires senior Democrats to tell Mr. Biden he must go. We understand the political fallout, but a lot more important is at stake. I'm Seth Liebson. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher doesn't see an end. 22 Republicans joined Democrats in sending billions more to Ukraine. That's right. 22 Republican senators evidently want to embark on what I think is a fool's errand. And that is the idea that there's any end game in sight for Russia and Ukraine. Because you know what? There's not. There is simply not. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Well, tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I speak to the district attorney's offices often, and they are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. And the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, we're talking about redefining crime. And there's uh, a couple of things that this was based on. A couple of uh, commentators on MSNBC spoke on a uh, criminal documentary called black men in america the road to 2024 and i have to there's a little bit imran in in the back of my head that says huh i wonder why msnbc is working so hard on this and then i remember that in 16 and 20 donald trump attracted way more outsized african-american male votes than uh any of the republicans that had come before him like since lincoln like the lincoln was the last guy that had like you know a lot of uh african-american males that voted for him uh on the republican side he he out punched big time in that demographic category and so with the migrant issue with this issue that they're arguing with a number of issues um related to like the lack of enforcement on on a lot of different um well, even even when de Blasio came into power, he, he was like, uh, as mayor here, he was like, I don't want to I don't want to prosecute the small stuff. Um, the D.A. here in Manhattan, Mr. Bragg, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to prosecute the small stuff. You just said before we went to break that broken windows or the concept of holding people accountable for the small things ends up reducing the number of big things that people get held accountable for because they're discouraged from doing that. So what's the downside and how does race have anything to do with it? You, yeah, I I mean, the concept of not enforcing the law or, you know, handcuffing, no pun intended, uh, law enforcement's uh, ability to make arrests, but then make an arrest, uh, take someone uh, to uh, arraignments or to the DA's office to be brought up on charges. uh, And then that person is brought to an arraignment. And then it's a revolving door where that individual is then put out on the street. You're going to have um, just say a, a, a crime spike uh, because there's no deterrence, right? There's no, you know, one aspect is of uh, law enforcement, a criminal law in itself as a body of law uh, is to act as a deterrent that a choice will have a consequence. And, you know, my first summation to a jury as a prosecutor, the first line will always be in my head. It was choices have consequences. And the defendant made a choice in this case to, and then I went into my summation about the crime, 
But that 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 is a very important concept. And if you take away the consequence, uh, the criminal minded who want to make a choice to commit a crime, there's no deterrence. There's no consequence. Uh, and that's what you're going to see. And when you have that and that revolving door where bail reform has uh, prevented judges from setting bail for lower level crimes, you're going to have that person back on the street uh, and emboldened. And they may be doing the small quality of life crime or committing the small quality of life crime, but that's going to potentially uh, turn into a more serious crime, right? A, a theft of a bodega uh, where you have now a bodega owner who is uh, not going to take it, right? And is going to fight back or something. That may escalate into a shooting, a stabbing. You know, it's, it, it, it's basic common sense that if you have someone who's criminally minded, uh, and they're committing crime after crime after crime, uh, and they're going to get emboldened, and the choices don't have any consequences, that you're going to have a crime wave, a crime spike, and things are going to get bad. And, you know, when I speak to, like, Chief Kemper of the NYPD, uh, when I speak to prosecutors, when I speak to um, even judges, you know, judges who, who, who can't set bail because of the, the bail reform, there's frustration, hmm. great frustration, um, and... The people who are going to be hurt by that ultimately is your everyday New Yorker. Well, it's funny that you mentioned bodega because I think part of this also has to do with what we actually mean is crime. Because you had that client, and our listeners may remember, um, I think you represented the bodega owner that um, didn't allow the theft of chips or whatever it was. And the girlfriend, the, the girlfriend told her boyfriend and he came back and beat the bodega owner nearly to death. Um, and and he ended up stabbing him in self-defense or shooting him or something. I don't remember the details of the case, but it was life or death. And the boyfriend felt that the girlfriend had the right to steal the chips. And I mean, if you want to say that there is a morality neutral universe out there i guess you can somehow make that argument but i don't see that i see good and evil i see right and wrong and i think it's up to parents to shepherd a generation of kids to try to do what's right that's how you keep a society on the right path you train up kids to try to live honorable and moral lives and when when we have authorities that are saying oh no the ones that are doing all the stuff that's immoral that's really okay. And like the guy that fights back is the actual criminal. I think the lack of understanding what crime is uh, adds to this whole conversation as well. And you remember that case better than I do because you argued it, but. Well, yeah, we're still representing. Yeah, he's our client, right? Jose Alba. Oh, it's still in process? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, but uh, you take him as an example. He, he was prosecuted. He was kept in jail in Rikers for a week um in in deplorable conditions there um what he was doing was was trying to protect himself from a, a violent attack uh you know until we get back to where uh laws are being enforced uh that that there's a, a respect for law enforcement um, rather than cries for defunding the police which is the stupidest uh you know movement that i i have ever heard uh, you're you're going to have crime, uh, you know, growing, and in a city where you're also having now this juxtaposition of, let's say, the migrants coming in, right? And and, and that, a lot of them are criminally minded, as we see, you know. Now, you know, you're going to have a a perfect storm, uh, and you're going to see, you know, New York perhaps um, back in the '70s or even worse, right? So uh, because in the '70s, at least you, you had the laws, you had the tools. Uh, you know, um, in court and also on the street with law enforcement. Uh, you know, it was just an economic time. Everything, you know, there was a. a okay, so f so far for tonight, we figured out if we change sanctuary city laws, right to shelter laws, uh, bail reform laws, and um, go back to broken windows laws, uh, we'll fix the whole city. <laughs> so simple. Right. We just came yeah. up with the whole plan. You have you have it. You know the tools. Uh, in order to at least give it a good shot, right? Like now yeah. you have um, you, you have an, a, a crisis. The the city is buckling, but you know you don't have anyone up there 
uh, with the right tools uh, in order to, to keep the structure but they, alive. But, and they're not even willing to see that the tools they have aren't working. That's that's part of the frustration as well. All right, he's Imran, I'm Kevin. We're coming back with Esquire Etiquette next. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, the answer. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I just spoke to my friend Alex Cancella at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey. He's so excited. He and his team have finally got some aggressive financing rates available on new Toyota vehicles. And it's just in time as Route 22 Toyota's President Day Savings Event is going on right now. They're offering select new Toyota models at 1.99% financing for up to 72 months. 1.99% is amazing. And that's why Alex and his team at Route 22 Toyota are excited give them a call at 973-705-8905 to learn more about their president's day savings event so call 973-705-8905 and ask how to take advantage of the 1.99 percent financing up to 72 months plus check out all the amazing vehicles route 22 toyota has to offer they're right in hillside new jersey and don't forget to tell them joe piscopo sent you financing available for qualified buyers on select new toyota models through tfs subject to primary lender approval expires february 29th, 2024. Welcome to Invite Health President's Day Sale. The sale is on now. Buy two bottles of any Invite Health product and receive 40% off retail. That's buy two bottles, get 40% off retail. Here's the number and write it down because you can speak with an Invite nutritionist seven days a week. 800-673-2345. That number for Invite, 800-673-2345. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person by phone. Take advantage of Invite's limited time 40% off President's Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Invite Health. Get healthy, stay healthy. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, final few minutes on this very illuminating uh, legal night at Radio Night Live. I, I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do, because I feel like I, I'm just learning, learning, learning from Professor Ansari. But um, Imran, what do you have for us by way of Esquire etiquette for this week? Sure. So it, it goes to a um, a case, you know, that uh, I'm handling a new case in in the uh, the firm, which is wrapping up really quickly. Uh, it's a personal injury case. It was a, a individual a woman who was crossing the street had the right of way in the crosswalk. Someone made a right turn, hit her, uh, and she had um, significant injuries. Um, now, it's a, a swift resolution because there's no doubt as to the car being at fault. Um, some of the the uh, uh, information and evidence that we have that help us get a quick settlement in this case is that, you know, uh, the uh, person had the wherewithal, even though they were really injured uh, to document the intersection the positioning of the car uh where she was um with with her phone with photographs and we were able to go to uh, in this case the adjuster the insurance adjuster for the car and saying listen you don't have a defense here 
uh, and we're getting a you know six figure settlement for our client without her having to do anything really like no testimony, no depositions. Wow! Uh, because she documented what happened there, right? And um, it's important to document things. Everyone has uh, well, not everyone, but I would say ninety nine percent of people now have a phone with a camera uh, in order to uh, take a picture and document things and. That helps your attorney if you're in a situation that requires <laughs> such evidence uh, to maybe get a speedy resolution and, and, and do away with any defense. This will tell you how effective you've been in teaching us, Imran. Last night, I go out to pick up uh, dinner for the bride and I, a uh, little Valentine's night treat. I was going to go pick it up. And uh, I, I pulled into a parking spot that was catty, you know, uh, kind of going catty corner on the street. So they were all kind of slanted. And I noticed in the spot next to me that the this dirty old nasty work van had pulled in at a very odd angle and i i thought i'm parked properly but if he pulls out and he doesn't pay attention he's going to take my my rear quarter panel off yeah um and it was running and the dudes were sitting inside of it eating they, they just had food and they were eating at the thing so on my way across the street to the little cafe where i was getting our stuff i pulled out my camera <laughs> I took a picture of his license plate in case I came out and saw a big scratch on my car because I yeah. thought, well, Imran's taught me if if I have the evidence ahead of time, then I, you know, we, we know what to do with it. Yeah, there you go. I mean, and if uh, I, I take it, I there was, was no, there was not a scratch on my car, which yep. I was very thankful for. Yeah, but, but you were prepared. You were. Prepared. I was ready. <laughs> yep. Because Imran, Imran has taught us to get that camera out, uh, take down the facts and the figures, uh, make it all. Makes sense. All right. Well, good stuff. Uh, thanks for the uh, brilliant conversation. And friends, if you missed any part of it, go get the podcast. Always available at your uh, local podcast aggregator. Just pick the one you like to use. It doesn't matter. Apple, Spotify, I don't care. Uh, but the Kevin McCullough section. And then go to the Radio Night Live playlist and you'll find Legal Night there with uh, Imran every Thursday. And you can get all of those for free. We're just contributing to your continuing education. That's all. It was, we, want, we want to make sure that you're well informed. Uh, tomorrow night, we will visit with Christine Nicholas and we will talk about the fun for your weekend. That's the fun Friday edition of Radio Night Live. Fridays only on AM 970, The Answer. We'll see you then.